stand and worship with us today. Welcome.
some praise today, church. Amen. Oh, come on. We can do better than that. Hallelujah. Come on. Put your hands together. That's right. We're awake this morning. We're awake. Amen. We had a great week, even though, you know, we sweated out our body weight. We feel good, right? We're here to worship God today. Amen. Welcome to Hill City Church. Sorry if that was weird. If you're new, welcome. Um, we're so glad that you're here with us today. Um, just if you just take a second just to greet somebody next to you, just to say hi real quick, and we'll, we'll get started with worship this morning. Amen. I'm going to pray. We'll get started with getting into worship this morning. God, we just, we love you so much. We thank you just for who you are, God. We bring everything that we have, everything that we are right now, and we just lay it at your feet. God, anything that might have been distracting us on the way here this morning, things that might be going on this week, we just, we let it all go right now, God, just to do what we came here to do, to worship you. God, we invite your spirit here right now. We invite your presence. We just want to love on you. We want to praise your name. We want to lift you high today, God, because you're so worthy. You're so worthy of our praise, God. You're worthy of our worship. We give it all to you today, Jesus. Worthy. 
Just close your eyes for a moment. I just want you to try something. Sing your own song in your own heart. Just spend a moment with him right now in his presence. If you want to lift your hands, lift your hands. Just connect with him right now. His spirit is here in this place. If you want, just lift your voice to him.
church that means full surrender. I will not climb this mountain, this thing that's standing in my way with anything in my hands. I release it all to you. Can you just surrender to him right now? If you're in a place where you need God to work on your behalf, I challenge you in this moment, lift your hands as showing God, I surrender to you, God. I can't do this on my own anymore. It's all yours, God. You have it. And you're going to do it, God. And I believe it. I'm taking the stand of trust right now because there is no one else that's going to help me through this moment. Can we do that as a church today? Come on, let's sing it together. Sing it out. I will climb this mountain with my hands wide open. We trust you, God. Sing. Sing. I give it all to you, God. Trusting that you'll make something beautiful out of me. Cause I give it all to you, God. Trusting that you'll make something church give a praise for it now we receive it God we give it to you and we praise you for it you're gonna do it God we believe it today we stand on your promises we stand yes. on your word hallelujah keep going come on all right give God a hand you guys can be seated amen 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 It's a beautiful thing when the church worships, isn't it? When the church worships, that, that includes all of us. Amen? Amen. We're going to continue in our worship and in our, in our giving. And if you're, if you're a, a, new, a newbie, if, you're a, if you've joined us for the first time, welcome. I hope you were greeted. Um, and uh, we're not going to embarrass you and have you come up front and uh, do all sorts of things. But uh, if, you, uh, if it is your first time, uh, uh, just so you guys know, the coffee, the refreshments, everything out there is for you. And if you're here first and uh, there's a visitor, let them get coffee first. Amen? All right. <laughs> I didn't do that. I got my own coffee. I'm sorry. But I needed it. No. So welcome, man. I hope you guys are doing nice and cool and staying good. So um, I like your shirt. Yeah? Well, my AC has been out. I'm just going to keep pushing. My wife's like... You need to get the air conditioning fixed. No, it's going to be the summer of no AC for the Franks. It's not working out so good, but that's all right. Anybody heard of a fan? It, it does work. <laughs> uh, why don't you guys come forward? It doesn't work. Well, it kind of works. All right. Um, cool. Get it? Cool. All right. I'm going to pray. And uh, I just uh, there's one thing I wanted that our, our kids. Is Mo and Tino in here? and the team, or did they uh, step out? So um, our kids are going uh, to Despo 2018 this week. Let's give them a hand. So you may ask, what is Despo 2018? It's for our, it's for our students, and they get to go spend about, is it three days, two or three days? Is that right, Jim? Uh, huh? Three days. Down in Colorado Springs at New Life uh, Church, and it's just an awesome experience for them to, uh, to go down there. And uh, let's pray for them. 
Christina challenged us and Bobby about praying for them. That it's not just, oh, go off and, like, let's, let's contend. Something we don't use very often, but let's contend for the speakers, for the worship, for uh, spiritually, that there's a battle that's going on, that, there's, that we believe that there's, there's some forces and some mysterious things that don't want these kids to, to encounter Christ. And I pray that we as Hill City Church, that we stand with them, and we believe that in those moments that, that we believe our God is bigger than any force that can come against that. And I pray that the kids who go and the students, and uh, that, man, they would just encounter God in a genuine way, not just a hyped-up temporal way, but actually lasting fruit. And so we're praying for the leaders because they'll need it because they're not going to get much sleep. And uh, that, they, that, that everyone who's there just has an amazing time. And most importantly, I just encounter this, this, uh, this person that we serve, uh, which we call Jesus Christ, and that's why we exist. So we're praying for you guys, and I'm going to pray for you in a moment. Um, and I don't, I don't think I have any other announcements besides that, but um, i got a few announcements after this. We'll keep going. God, thank you for this morning, for the church, Hill City Church, coming together to worship you. And I thank you for the, the generosity of the people that come into this building, God, and that we, we give to a real God. We give to the kingdom and the expansion of what you asked us to do over 2,000 years ago, God. So we give it all to you as this song was just saying, God. I give it all, not just my time or my hands up in the air, God, but I even give my treasures. I give my talent. I give my money. I give my resources, God, to you because I believe that you are Lord. I believe you are King. So, God, we pray for that spirit. We pray for that posture towards your kingdom that you would bless Hill City Church, God. And I pray for Despo right now, Desperation 2018, and all the kids that are going from Hill City Church and the leaders, as well as all those others that are, that are descending into Colorado Springs this week. God, this isn't just a moment, just happenstance, just another event. But these are compelling, pivotal moments in our, in our lives. And just even being an extension of someone who's supporting it, God, I pray and I contend right now for your spirit to move greatly, God, that your spirit would be pervasive in that building and beyond, and that they would make an impact, God, not only in that moment for a couple days, but that, that, that everyone lead feels equipped and feels inspired, God, to impact our culture. God, to bring good news. God, that's what you asked us to do, God, and that the gospel would be, um, be learned. The gospel would be internalized so that they come out of that place, God, a new person, a new man, a new woman. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Would you guys just believe with us this week with them? You just wake up. Just It can be simple. Just say, I pray for Despo 2018. I pray for the kids there. Would you guys partner with us as we do that? Because I think there's some, uh, some good things that are going to happen this week. So we'll pass those around. we got a, a fun uh, announcement, uh, a good announcement I want to make to you guys. John has asked me to talk for a little bit. So I'm... Uh, Knock, knock. No. I don't have any good knock, knock jokes. So, Good morning. I'm glad you guys are here, all the guests and visitors. My name is John. And, uh, and we got uh, some announcements going. We are, we, we are in a season called Bold Moves. Say Bold Moves. It says the righteous are as bold as lions. And sometimes boldness means that we sit in an unair conditioned room. We're so American. We're like, oh, man, the air conditioned I'm out. That's what I feel like. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. That's how I'm feeling. But we're making some bold moves, and we're going to put something up that says Bold Change. Bold Change 2018. And what, I'm, what we're going to do as a, as, a, as a church, that's all of us. That's not me individually. That's not just people who uh, volunteer here and serve here. But we as a church, we're going to make some bold changes in our bold move making. And I, I, we believe that God 
wants to work through Hill City Church to, to impact our community. Do you believe that? That God wants to use you, not just me. I, I'm just the, the guy with the mic on Sunday, but you guys are every day. Every day, you guys are the missionaries. We are missionary electricians. We're missionary uh, people who work at uh, dental hygienists. We are missionaries wherever we go. And that's the mission of God. We don't, we don't just come together to come together. We come together to go out with love, with a message, with grace, with strength. And so we're going right now. And, and, and so I've been a part of a, um, a group of pastors. And, um, and this one pastor, he is part of a consulting um, a agency, I would say, a Christian consulting agency. And I was like, I started going in there and, uh, and researching because I think it's always good to see and to be, um, to ask people for advice, how we're doing and for them to look within and, and for us to always reset and say, Hey, where are areas that we're lacking areas that we need help in? And so we asked this consulting agency to go through this with us. And it's a six month journey. And it's not just me. It's we're in it together. We're in it together. So that's kind of the background. And I believe that God wants, has done some great things in the last seven years with us. Two years as Hill City Church, five years as a campus of Thrive Church. And with that said, we, we want to do better. I hope that's in you, that there's always a process of, uh, of impacting more. As long as I believe, as long as I'm on this earth, I want to make people's lives better. I want, to, I want the gospel to transform people's lives and is transformed mine. And, and I talk about this quite a bit, but there's a moment in Philippians where he, where he says out loud, Paul in Philippians 3 says, I want to take hold of that which Christ took hold of me. It is like my life verse. I want to take hold of Jesus as he has taken hold of my life. And I don't want to let him go. And the way he has held on to me, I want to hold on to him. I want to go after him. And that's the desire of my heart. And there's moments I wane and I'm like, oh, I'm not really going after you. But there's other moments in my life I know that I need to strive after God more than I need water. And I, I, I hope that's, that's in us. I know that's not always spoken in that way. But there are moments in our life that we need God more than anything else. There's nothing else that will satisfy our soul, our life, our purpose, our vision, and our next step. We're like, God, I need to get a hold of you more than anything else. And I believe this is a season for us as we're making bold moves. And we say around here, we make bold moves. Now, we don't need to make little tweaks hoping for little changes. We want to do what God has told us to do, even in this sweaty, non-air-conditioned cafetorium. All right? God still wants to make bold moves through us. So Paul's going to direct us a little bit. I just wanted to give you the vision. I'm laying down some road, and we're all going to walk through it together. We're all going to walk through it together. All right? I get no piano, apparently. Paul's talking. Can you throw the second slide up? I'm just joking, man. See, isn't that better? Come on. See, now they're listening. So what are we, go to the next slide. What are we doing? So that's some of background. We'll have this available online. So this is a, everyone say bold change. Oh, that was really lame. That was like lame. Say bold change. There we go. Some people are going through some change in life. See, uh, do you know Micaiah back there? They got two, you're going through some change, right? Two twins, just a little bit of change. Can you imagine having firstborns and then having twins? The learning curve is like, whoop, and then you get them at the same time. So God bless you guys. Hope I can help, but I really can't. So good luck. 
what we are doing. So what we are doing, go to the next slide. And I put dot, 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 together, okay? This is a journey. If you guys are new, welcome. I know this might be weird if you're a first-time visitor and we're talking about some changes in organization, but this is the platform we needed to communicate this, okay? So just bear with us. But the spirit of this is to get better before, before it's kind of too late. And that doesn't sound very inspiring, but um, what we want to do is constantly, we want to get some outside perspective, like John was just saying, okay? And work through to make the church to be our very best, the Hill City Church. I think everybody can agree with that. Um, most, most organizations can attempt to change on their own um, and just kind of do it. But I think what you do evolve is just tweaks. And so that's why we've engaged with this, with this outside firm to, uh, to really help us make some bold change, not just like move some things here and there. And make, we want to make some bold changes because we believe we owe it to God and we believe we owe it as leadership to you guys and we owe it to Thornton, we owe it to the state of Colorado. We owe it beyond to be our very best. Amen? I'm going to need some amens. We have agreed to partner with Church Health Strategies. That's what they're called. The cool thing is they're based in Longmont. We talked to some firms, uh, different parts of the country. Uh, we found these awesome guys right in Longmont, so they're 20 minutes away. So we're going to be able to consult with them on a face-to-face basis, and travel and costs and all those are very limited for us, uh, or, or they are limited from what they could be. Um, a little bit about them, I won't go into too much. Those are really strong, a really small letter, so I'm sorry, there's up there. But they're an extremely generous, focused, and most important, experienced group of professionals that are passionate about the local church. And the cool thing is that they got to know us, they become passionate about Hill City Church. They don't just treat us like a commodity. They don't just treat us like another customer, if you will. But they're here, they're local, and they, they believe in the vision, the mission, and the leadership, and what we have to do as Hill City Church. So we're really excited to be working with them. So over the next two to three months, I'll get a little timeline here for you guys. Um, there'll be a, sort of what we'll call an intense assessment, intensive assessment. And what that means is uh, that sounds a little bit intense. <laughs> It's not, but uh, what, what we're, we're going to do is a couple things is we're going to go, go I'll get, let me get to that in a second, actually. Uh, there'll be a two to three months assessment, and over that'll be about a three to six months, what I'll call execution or action plan that we'll be implementing on some of the changes that they prescribe to us. And the last thing is we are all Hill City Church. Say that. We're all, well, you don't have to say it. We're all Hill City Church. Okay? And I want you guys, this is not just a leader thing. This is not just John. You know, we're talking. He's like, man, my, my biggest fear going through this is just more work, more work, more work. And I, and I pray that we, this is not about more work. This is kind of like I'm watching my 10-year-old son do something. You're like, nah, you're doing it really wrong, like really inefficient, right? Like carrying groceries in one bag at a time. And like, everybody, come on, you know, use your brain is what I tell him. Probably not the best uh, parenting. But, you know, teaching him, like, be more efficient. And a, a lot of that is this, is just us working kind of smarter, um, not harder. And so, uh, but it's going to take some changes. If we come out with no change, then I don't think we've done it justice. But we're all Hill City Church. And the reason I say that, because I think it's we're, you're all a part of that. This is a family. This is a body. Leadership. Congregants. People who are serving. People who are not. And that's why we're going through this. So let me go to the timeline. A little bit of a, a timeline for you project management geeks. So this is what's the next six months. Uh, this is a little, this, is this a little blurry? Is it just me? Well, I was really successful there. I don't know. All right. It's okay. Let's see if you do any better. All right. So overview plan, we're kicking it off today. Today is the official kickoff of this. Um, the next three months, or the next, uh, the rest of July is really the online assessment. I'll get to that uh, on the next slide. But there's an online assessment that will be available tomorrow. I encourage every single one of you in here to go fill it out. All right. Um, maybe the small kids, you guys don't have to do it because, you know, don't worry about it. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we, we value your opinion. This is your chance to share some feedback, to put, provide some input, to really give us a perspective that we don't have. You know, we can't realistically talk to 100 different adults and, and interview them all. So we have an online assessment that will be posted for three, uh, three weeks. 
through the month of July, uh, and it's online, so go on, fill it up. We'll have it on Facebook, we'll have it on our website, we'll have it on the app, we'll have it available. If you don't feel comfortable or don't have access to the internet, we have paper copies available as well um, if you want to fill it out that way, so no worries there, and we'll make them, <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll provide those as well. Uh, so after we do that, we're going to work uh, alongside the assessment. The online assessment is some interviews and some focus groups, and uh, so if you guys want to be part of that, we may ask you, hey, can you come join us on one of these? We really value your opinion. It'll be more of a face-to-face, -face. not with John and I, or the other elders, the other leaders, but with the consultants, they're going to come in and, and interview and get some get some uh, get some input. And then we'll move into an assessment prescriptions. Prescriptions are really just, hey, here's some things we identified in your organization that we think you'd be better at, and here's an action plan to go execute on those. Pretty straightforward. Um, but we'll spend essentially the next three to six months implementing some of these changes. And we owe it to you guys to, to provide some feedback of, of what is the change, why are we making it, what can you expect of us, and what do we expect of you. So we'll continue to be as communicative as we possibly can in this. Um, but. That's, uh, that's the overall, uh, go to the next slide. Uh, that's really the plan. Uh, that re seems really simple. Um, the homework is this, is this congregational online assessment. It takes about 30 to 45 minutes. So you have three weeks to do it. We were joking with the leaders. If you say you didn't have time to do it, we'll say we gave you three weeks. So please fill that out. Um, please, please, please treat it uh, seriously. We really, really value every, every single uh, opinion that's out there. Um, and then, like I said, please help us be our best. Uh, and then last, if there's questions, uh, you can reach out to, I'll, we'll have this, uh, you can reach out to me or John. Uh, there's, those are our email addresses, Paul Frank at My Health City and John at MyHealthCity.org. And uh, we'll be happy to answer any questions. So we're really excited to go into this. This is a very good thing. Uh, we're, we just, we've already gained so much um, insight uh, from the consulting group of, of, of what we can do to be our very best. So I hope you guys join us in this journey to change. Um, and to help us, Health Hill City, man, just be the best it can in Thornton. Amen? Can I get a one more amen? All right, amen. With that, welcome Pastor John. And give him a good clap as we go forward. If you have your Bibles, please turn to Psalm 139. All right, we celebrate the Word of God. We believe the Word of God reveals Jesus, and Jesus changes our lives. And that is very, very important to, to us here. And good morning. Just excited for all of these things going on. And I just thank you for uh, bearing with us and, 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 and coming together with us. I believe this brings us together in maturity and in health. I think maturity and health is so vital. We don't exist just to exist and just to stand still. There's maturity, there's growth, there's health, and we allow people to speak to our hearts and to live out the purposes of God for our lives and, and this church family. And it, 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 it all matters as individually and as a family. And, and listen, more than anything, I don't want to miss what God wants to do in my life and in your life. I do not want to miss it. Think about that for a moment. Well, if God has a plan for your life, which I know he does, I don't want to miss it because I'm doing my own thing where I know that he has brought me to fulfillment and wholeness. The goal of Christianity is to glorify God, yes, but he also brings us wholeness. Say wholeness. Yeah, there's parts of us that we feel that are broken or distracted or not fully there. And, and what Jesus has done is, uh, is connect us back to God through the cross to bring us wholeness. Wholeness. And so I don't want to miss that by not moving forward. I want to shake up the status quo. And I hope that your heart is there with us. And it, yeah, it's messy. 
It's messy. But we know family's messy. If you're a part of a family, it's messy. That's why sometimes you don't want to hang out with your family. But guess what? At some point, you're going to hang out with your family because you're one of them too. You're one of them too. And, and I believe that God wants to continue us through the mission of Hill City Church. And this is our mission. They're going to put it up. To live like Jesus in community for our community. We have a mission here to live like Jesus in community for our community, which means we make disciples, we build leaders as business owners, as nurses, as teachers, as electricians, as construction workers. We're all called by God. The calling of God is not this guy who holds a mic and talks about the Bible. The calling of God is in each and every one of us, as in every department of life. That is ministry. That is ministry. The Hebrew word, and I, I, didn't, I didn't want to go this way. The Hebrew word for work is the word avod, right? Say avod. I know I don't want, you don't need a Hebrew lesson, but that word for work, avod, is also the word for worship in the Bible. Work and worship align together. Our work and our worship is aligned in Christ. So when you say, I'm going to work, you're actually, I'm going into worship for God. That is the Christian walk. That is how we walk with Christ. All right? And so we're going to go. We're going to Psalm 139. It's one of my favorites. And I believe it's a perfect moment. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read from 1 to 14. You guys can read on tonight. But we're going to rip through this. And just bear with me as I read quickly. It says in Psalm 139, 1 to 14, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit. You know when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways, God. Before a word hits my tongue, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before me, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. I can't even think that you are thinking of me. This is how much God thinks of us, cares for us, loves us, prepares us, that, that when, when you, you think, think about it, it's too much. It's too much. I can't even imagine how you love me. Verse 7, I love what he says. Where can I go from your spirit, God? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. If I rise on wings of the dawn or settle from afar of the sea, even there your hands will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Your right hand is the hand of blessing. All right, that's, uh, that's the understanding. Verse 11, if I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light will become night around me. Even darkness will not be dark to you. And night will shine like day. For darkness is as light to you. For you have created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Verse 14, I love it. I will praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that fully well. Before we begin, I want to ask you a question. There are some of you guys, you guys, and it's this whole search me understanding, right? Search. You guys ever search on Google, right? Uh, who, who, who does any, like, self-diagnosis for their sicknesses? Any self-diagnosis sicknesses, right? Yeah. Yeah, my wife always does. She does. And she's like, I think I'm dying, child. <laughs> I'm like, I know. WebMD always says you're dying or you got some disease from, like, Madagascar. You're like, me and this one lady in Madagascar, we got this, right? But when you self-diagnose, you find out, oh, man, I think I'm, I'm, I'm so sick. You go on WebMD, pops up, you're like, 
you're dying. I feel like it says that every time. You're dying, right? And then you find out, you go to the doctor, it was just gas. You're like, oh, that's what that was. The problem with self-diagnosis is self-diagnosis, right? And if you are the problem, it's really hard, really hard to diagnose that problem. And there are times people, right, honestly tell me, and this is with best intention, I apologize, I'm not pointing out anyone, all right? Because people always say, are you talking to me? No, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to me, all right? I'm not talking to you. You were definitely talking to me. No, I'm not talking to you. They'll even call me. Were you talking about me on Sunday? No, I was not talking about you on Sunday. I'm not, I'm not, I'm too busy for that, right? But it says, with best intentions, I talk to people and they tell me things like, I feel like wherever I go, the same problems follow me. I'm just a magnet for bad people. Magnet for bad people, John. I have bad luck, John. All my life I had bad luck. I'm just cursed. But from the outside, you can see maybe it's not bad people. Maybe it's not bad luck. Maybe it's you. And sometimes I say that maybe it's you. And and and, and the way you think, the way you respond. That's why we stay around here all the time. Wherever you are, there you are. Wherever you are, there you are. You can't run you. You try, but you cannot run you. You can't run away. Nothing will change. Wherever you go, you're like, I hate this place. I'm going to go somewhere else. You're going to hate that place too. Like, I hate this job. I'm going to go somewhere else. You're going to hate that job too. You know why? There you are. There you are. Until you do some work right here, it doesn't matter where you go. You bring that with you. Wherever you are, there you are. You're the common denominator of all your problems then you got to look within, and you got to self-actualize at some point and say, look, I see this, this, and this. And instead of saying, that's someone else's fault, you got to say, man, maybe it's me. God, search me and know me. Stop running. Stop blaming. Some of us, we need to have a come-to-Jesus meeting with ourselves, right? you got to call yourself in and say, Jesus, i got a problem with me. And that's what the psalmist is writing. He's saying, search me, Jesus. Know me. See if there's any broken way in me so, I can, so you can lead me to your way of everlasting. Because some sometimes we're so locked in our way, we think everyone else is wrong. And then we've got to go to Jesus, and Jesus is like, you're wrong. You're the hard-headed one. But I thought everyone else is hard-headed. No, that's you, bro. Right? That's you. Search me and know me, God. See if there's something wrong in me. Do some diagnosis right here. Something that's not really noticeable to others. There are things that we notice about ourselves that's not noticeable to others, but we ignore. Isn't this true? Have you, and have you ever been in a situation and you get all upset or you get really depressed or really sad and you're like, uh, what, what, where did that come from? Where did that come from? Why do I respond like that? Why? Why do I get so mad so quickly? Why do I blame others so quickly? At some point, we have to say, God, search me and know me. There's, uh, there's moments that, that I see my kids do something, and I get really upset, like, like far past normal upset. I don't know uh, if you ever do that. And it's something I don't like about me that I am trying to put on my kids, and then I'm blaming them. I'm like, really? It's something I have never dealt with. And I'm like, oh. Search me and know me, God, because I'm blaming them the very things I don't want to deal with me. 
Help me, God. Help me. Facing ourselves is 100% hard. Every time. It's easy to give other people advice. It is. And we give advice, man. Go on Facebook. They have a million advice. You can ask any question, and then they'll start fighting. And then they'll drop F-bombs on each other. And then you'll, like, delete the whole thing, right? Everyone has, a, like, advice. They do. Full of advice. But it's really hard to self-say, God, I need you to look within this mess. Look at my past. You can't move forward until you deal with your past. I'm telling you, it's going to roadblock you at some point. It's going to roadblock you, your relationships, your marriage, your work relationships. You've got to deal with your past. You do. You've got to deal with your temptation. When there's temptation in your life and you see it, don't say, ah, oh, that was just a bad day. You've got to deal with it. You do. You, some of us, we have a temptation with lust, pornography, lying, running. We have these temptations, and we've got to deal with me. You've got to deal with it. And it seems hard. You'd rather hide it. But at some point, it's going to pop up no matter what. It does. And God lets it pop up. He'll put us in a situation where it just pops up, and you're like, ugh. Why? And God's like, because I love you. Because I love you. Facing ourselves is hard. There's, there's moments in life we will walk with a limp for a long time. Have you ever broke a bone in your body? Anyone broke, broke anything, right? And then you, and, and if you're like me, I won't go to the doctor if something's wrong. I'll be like, I'm all right. I'm just dragging my leg, right? I'm good. I'm good. And at some point, the doctor's like, that healed wrong. That's why you're limping, man. That's why you're in pain. And what does the doctor have to do when he has healed wrong? They gotta break that thing again. You're like, what? You're gonna break my hip again? Or you're gonna break my leg again? You're gonna break my arm again? Yeah, that's how it heals. And, and so sometimes we don't wanna be broken again, but it's the best thing for you. We think in the momentary, and God thinks in eternity. We think in the momentary picture, God thinks whole story. And it's very, very difficult sometimes. But God does not want you to walk with a limp all your life. Sometimes he gotta, he's got to break some things in you so that you can learn to run again. So you can learn to love again. So that you can learn to forgive again. So that you can learn to have joy again. Some of us have been walking through life with zero joy, and we're saying that's just how life is. And I'm saying that's not true. It's not true. When God redeems us, he redeems us all the way to make us whole. And there is joy in that wholeness. There's hope in that wholeness. So the psalmist says, search me and know me. My hidden sins, my wrong intentions, my hidden pride, my savior mentality. Sometimes our, even our goodness hides our wrongness. And I'm going to just throw that out there because sometimes if we've been Christian enough, we can do a lot of good things and to hide uh, the things that are really, really, really hurting inside. But we say, God, I've done a bunch of Christian things for you, God. I've done real happy things, made people happy. And then you're dying inside because we're trying to save others to save ourselves. And that doesn't work either. That doesn't work either. Dealing with unforgiveness where we lie or we lie to ourselves Search me and know me, God. I've been honestly praying this all week this week, every single day this week. God, show me if there's anything in me that is just 
running away from you, God. Even the good things search me, God. Even the good things. Because good things can turn into God things, and I can make those things God instead of God, God, and be obedient to him. Is Jesus Lord of all? Search me, God. And it's funny how we, in even our prayer lives, we lie to God. Have you ever lied to God in your prayer life? You don't tell him everything like he doesn't know? How weird is that? That's how weird we are. You know, maybe that's just me, right? That's how manipulative I can be. Like, my prayers have to sound like as Christian as can be, right? I'm like, God, you know me. You know how crazy I am. Why am I trying to act like something and I'm alone? God, how crazy am I? Like, I'm, manip- I'm trying to manipulate you even in my prayer life. How crazy am I, God? Or I'm trying to manipulate you when I'm crazy and I'm trying to act like I'm someone I'm not, someone, something I'm not going through. I-, I told you around here, the worst thing that we can do as Christians is to fake it to make it. Because then you're telling your neighbor, you need to fake it too. And you need to fake it too. If I'm having a problem and I just smile and God bless and things are going good, Randy, high five for Jesus, right? If I do that, then Randy, when he's going through a tough time, maybe I can't act like that. Maybe I can't tell him I'm going through a tough time because John's high-fiving for Jesus over here, right? At some point, if, if I can be honest, Randy can be honest, and then someone else can be honest. It's the whole the chubby guy with the shirt off at the pool, right? And you're like, what are you talking about, John? This is my idea of being honest. Uh, I don't like to take my shirt off at the pool because I'm chubby, right? But then I see another guy take his shirt off at the pool, and he's chubbier than me. Then my shirt comes right off. I'm like, in your face, bro. See my abs? Better than yours, right? Someone has to be honest first, and it unleashes honesty. But if someone is faking it, it unleashes fakeness around the whole place. And we can't have a community of that where we're not honest with God in our prayer or honest with each other when we're going through suffering or hard times. It matters. Search me and know me, God. I want to be like you. Number two, where can I go from your presence? I love this. I love this. Have you ever played hide and seek with your kids when they're really young? And they, like, hide, like, under the bed and their legs sticking out. And you're like, I can't see you. I can't see you. Have you ever seen them? Their leg is, like, totally sticking out. Or they're talking. Like, I bet dad can't find us. Right? And you're like, and we do that to God straight up. I told you that we do it in our prayers. We're like, our leg is sticking out under the bed. Oh, God, everything's going good. High five for Jesus. Right? And God's like, oh, man. That's our picture. We think we can hide and run from God. We, can think, we think we can be dishonest from him. Think again. But understand this, and this is, this is good theology for us to learn. We have, we, all of us, the human condition is to hide and run from God. That's the sin condition within you and me. We got to run. We gotta, when things get hard, there's something in us that wants to escape. And that's the sin condition, right? Adam and Eve, the first thing they did when they sinned against God was they hid in the garden. How, how ridiculous is that, right? That we're hiding under a tree. Like God's like, and, and, and God is so funny. I think it's almost a joke. He's like, where are you, Adam? <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm like, are you serious? He's really saying, really? And God says that to me a lot. I'm like, I'm praying for all these things. And like, I'm trying to fake it. He's like, really? 
Really? And my wife says that, so she keeps me in check, right? I'm complaining. She's like, really, John? I'm like, ah, shut up, right? But that's a sin condition. Adam and Eve ran from God who created them. Jonah runs from God. He goes in a boat and goes the other way, but God found Jonah out of love for him. And why do we run? First of all, it's our pride. In a culture like ours where everyone is trying to be self-made and self-sufficient, it's easy to believe, I did this for myself. I did this for myself. I hear this quite a bit. And I'm like, man, yeah, I put this together. I'm like, if you weren't born in that home, if you weren't born in the United States, if God didn't change your life and, and, and save you from that car accident, you can go down the list. We haven't done jack for ourselves. God has put so much into our life to bring us to this point right now that he's like, are you serious? At some point, we got to turn around and say, good Lord, it's been you, God. You put the right people. You gave me the right education. You put the right friends. You gave me the right timing. You gave me the right parents. You gave me the right life. I live in the United States. I'm not from North Korea. Like, think of all these things. We didn't do jack for ourselves. God did it for us. Search me and know me. Where can I go from your presence? Nowhere. Nowhere. But that's what sin does to us. We try to look within and say, I did it. That's me. I'm self-made. None of us are self-made. You better thank the people around you. They, they help make you. Some of the, even the hardships make you beautiful today. And they can if you redeem it. Some of us are going through hardship right now that God wants to use to redeem you. Say, I know this is tough, and I can imagine Jesus even with tears in his eyes. Because on, on the death of Lazarus, he was crying. He was crying. He, it says he bitterly wept. Can you imagine? Jesus knew the end of the story, but even in the moment, he wept. His heart was broken for the people right in front of him. And I believe God is putting us through some hardship, and he's like he knows the story of our story, and he weeps with us. That's how much he loves us. And that's why we don't need to go around and say, oh, it's all good. God's got this control. Sometimes we need to weep with people because they're going through it. Be human, guys. Don't be Christian robots with Christian answers only. Be human. I'm walking through with you. I'm going to hold your hands. We're going to cry this together. I'm not going to just give you answers. I'm going to be human with you. I'm going to, as God has placed me with you. Thank you, God. Others run because we have bad theology. We have bad understanding of God. We, because we have faced a painful past or something we've been through or someone hurt you or we got damaged or life didn't work out the way you thought. God wasn't the way you thought he would be. And so we get this distorted image of God and he's angry with us. And when I'm good, God loves me. When I'm bad, God doesn't love me. Or he's police officer Jesus and he's hiding out in the corner just wondering if we'll break the law so he can pull us over and yell at us and put us in prison or hurt us, Right? We have these bad mentalities of God. Sometimes we run from God uh, because we have these distorted images, this distorted view of God. And I wonder if that's us. Is that you? Have you questioned that before? Have you questioned your own view of God? Maybe you grew up in a home or had a father or a mother who said certain things to you, and that's the view that you have of God. I believe God sees you today, and he loves you deeply and he's waiting for you patiently he's ready to restore you but to strengthen you strengthen you through his truth so you can come back home and number three which brings us i am fully known and i am fully loved 
This is something that almost never happens in, in life. That people fully know us, yet love us. Isn't that true? And that's why we're scared to actually be vulnerable. If you knew me, you would hate me. We say things like that. If people really knew me, they wouldn't like me. Man, God fully knows you. Even when you fake pray, even when we, when we are in our worst moments, yet he fully loves you. Where can we go from God's presence? Nowhere. So stop running. It's time to come back home. You are not hated. The, the cross of Jesus, and we always come here every Sunday. I'm going to bring you back to Jesus, his cross, his resurrection, his life, because that's the one message that does not change, and that's the one thing, that's the biggest obstacle we will ever get over is the cross of Jesus, right? His life, his cross, his forgiveness of your sins says, I love you. You don't need to run. You can come home. You can come home. Not through your own goodness or your work, but by grace and by truth. He's coming after you. And as we're closing today, he's still coming after you. I don't think God ever stops coming after you. We think, oh, I got this moment of salvation. I needed his grace for that day. I want to tell you, we need his grace every day. The need for God's grace does not stop. The need for God's love does not stop. You don't need to say, I don't need his love anymore. I'm good. I got this. No, there's no place where we got this. We are in absolute need of Christ for our wholeness every day. But until we get here, until we say, because once you get here, you understand. I, the, the very breath in my lungs I'm taking right now, breathe in right now. It's the grace of God, man. I don't belong here. I don't even deserve this life. But you give me the very breath in my lungs. You give me the people around me. You have put me right here in this room to hear your message. And you have put people around me that I need to impact. It's all grace. It's all grace. He's coming after us. He's healing us. He's still restoring you that you may be fully known and fully loved. Jesus knows everything about you, yet loves you. He welcomes you home. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Trust in his love. Let's stand. Let's stand. More than anything today, I want you to meet Jesus. I want you to meet the Jesus of the Bible. Last year, we went through the book of Mark all year, right? Because all I wanted you to do is we, as we're going through the Bible is to meet Jesus. To meet Jesus. Because we have these distorted views of what Jesus is like. And I want to blow up those views. And I want us to go back to the Bible. And I want you to see the Jesus who looks at you and with tears in his eyes loves you, embraces you, and is for you. Sometimes he's strong. He's like a doctor. And he'll break you. He'll break you. He's not this weak, he's not this weak God who's like scared of you. Sometimes he'll come after you and he has to break you to make you. But sometimes we're broken and he needs to bring all the pieces back together and put you together and hold you. We serve a good God. He's not one or the other. He's both. He's both. We serve a beautiful, good God. And with our heads bowed, there's some people in this room that need to come back 
home. Your whole foundation is based on a couple of people or what they've done wrong, or your whole foundation is fear, or your whole foundation is grace, and I can't do anything wrong. I, God, God doesn't care how I live, and that's wrong too. That's wrong too. God wants to empower your life with obedience because he knows what's best for you and how full you can live and be and be purposeful to live out the mission of God for your life. There's nothing better. Church, let knowing Jesus transform your life because it's the only thing that transforms our life. That's the only thing that transforms my life for eternity. There's moments I can have good days and bad days, but Jesus has changed all my days. And so if you're in this room and you need, you need to get right with God and you need forgiveness of your sin, you know that you've been walking a path that is not right. You know that your theology is wrong in this sweaty room here today. If that's you, you need to get right with Jesus and ask for forgiveness. And, and you could have been a Christian for a hundred years, but you know today there's something that is broken that needs to be in the arms of Christ. If that's you, just raise your hand. Who cares? Be bold, yeah. We're bold about a lot of things. Be bold about Jesus. Thank you all over this room. Thank you all over this room. You can put your hands down. I'm going to pray over you. Heavenly Father, I pray with everyone that can hear my voice, Lord God, let them know first and foremost that they are forgiven by the grace of God, not by words, so no man can boast. Second of all, let them know that you are their God, Lord God. You are their Lord, first of all. Before Jesus is our best friend, he is our Lord. He is above all. He is first and foremost above all. And that's what matters. And when you put him at the top, you, he lifts you up with his righteous right hand. You'll see it all over scripture. So let God lift you from wherever you are to wholeness, God. I pray for all of us who have living this life so busy, but we're not whole, God. I pray, forgive us, Lord God, and let us find our rest also in you. And I pray, Lord, for all this consulting and all the things we're going through. I pray, Lord, here we are, God. Whatever you want to do with Hill City Church, we put it in your hand. We give it all to you, God, trusting that you'll make something beautiful out of us. So as we close today, Jen's going to just sing that one last chorus, and I just want you to sing with me to the best of your ability. Just sing that, Trusting that you'll make something beautiful out of me. Come on. I give it all to you, God. Trusting that you'll make something beautiful out of me.
Heavenly Father, as we leave today, let us get to know each other. Let us build this community for your community as we live like you. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said amen. God bless you. Get to know the person next to you. Thank you for coming here. I believe God's spoken to us. I'm excited for the future. God bless you.